0: We do a podcast? What
2: the fuck? Aye, aye, aye! Fan halls! Lord Zed has unleashed hundreds of new podcast listeners on Angel Grove! It's
0: time to record the pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans! Aye, aye, aye!
3: You got it, Alpha! Come on, guys! It's podcast time!
0: Triceratops.
3: Mastodon.
2: oh man, pterodactyl.
0: Come on, I got... Fine. tooth Tiger! Groundman yeah, Forever, they will be known as the Fan Holes, a pop culture podcast made by the fans and full of fans.
3: Alright, let's go, podcast team!
0: Fanhole! There is no need. Alpha and I felt it was time to create an even more powerful padhole to podcast to Lord Zed and all his new listeners.
1: What do you mean, Zordon?
0: Podcast has been completed, and listeners have been satiated by your newest member. To that end, a candidate has been selected and a new fanhole has been created. And now, my friends, I present to you... The 6th
1: Fanhole, Jan. Yeah. That's Jan, Zordon. Or you can call me Airhammer, too. My bad. The newest Fanhole, Jan. Yeah.
0: Cool. Reganomics! Awesome. Reganomics! So, Fanholes podcasters, may I assume you are pleased with the new leader of the Fanholes podcast team. This is Greg. New leader? What
3: the hell? I'm the Red Ranger. I edit all the damn podcasts. He just edited the podcast? I don't think so, you big, stupid bluehead. I mean, you just told me last week how great I was being leader. Now you're giving the job to someone else? What is this bullshit?
2: Oh, Ranger Hammer Power! Oh, Ranger Hammer Power! Oh, Ranger Hammer Power! Oh, Ranger Hammer Power! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting, more phenomenal FanHoles podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, but joining me are three of my fellow Fan Holes. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight.
0: Hey, it's
1: Mike. That's a pretty cool name.
0: Hey, this is Tony. I'm one of those Rangers that you never heard of before.
1: And hi, this is Jan Airhammer. It's morphin time.
2: Tony, does that does that mean you were formerly Japanese in another life? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right,
0: well, I just showed up in America one day.
2: Yeah, yeah, you just showed up there. And and you had a, a brand new weird name that no one's ever heard of before. So I I guess there's no secret. We're not hiding it at all. Tonight we're going to be talking about specifically the finale to Power Rangers Super Megaforce. And we just figured since we had talked about Megaforce and compared it with Ghost on a previous show, it'd be cool to do this on the proper podcast and just talk about it since a bunch of us had watched it and want to share our thoughts on it and everything. But I guess... Probably what might be a good idea to do since we're talking about the finale is just do a brief swiped synopsis of what exactly Power Rangers Super Megaforce is. And then because I've seen the extended version, the regular version, and I just finished watching Gokaiger, which is the Super Sentai that Megaforce or Super Megaforce is based on. I'm all a jumble, so after we do all that, I'm going to turn it over to our good buddy Jan, who is all raring to go with the specific episode synopsis, because he's just watched it, and I think I watched it, like, a couple weeks ago, so...
0: I actually want to hear the synopsis, Derek, because I watched Super and Megaforce finale, and I don't even know what Super Mega Force (laughs) is.
2: So, okay, like, they, they started out with the Power Rangers Megaforce, which, you know, we've all seen the first episode of, and we watched Go and everything, so we know about Gosai and his head and all that other stuff, but this one, Super Megaforce, basically is focusing on the evil air, alien armada that's sent to destroy the Earth and conquer the Earth and everything like that, and so he just kind of, Gosai just kind of gives them these morphers and keys, and he's like, go go, you know, defend... The Earth, basically. I mean, there's not, you know, I it, I, I hesitate because I, 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 I want to compare it to the Sentai a good deal. Like, I want to compare it to Gokaiger, which is basically, they sort of are hunting these keys and they're almost like treasures because, you know, they're fucking dressed up as pirates. But in this show, it's just like a natural... Sort of, or I, I, sort of unnatural progression, you know, where it's just like Ghost. I was just like, oh yeah, you've got a super mega force mode, and they're like, oh, so I'm dressed like a pirate now, and he's like, yeah, okay, but basically, they they can morph into any team of Power Rangers from the past. That's that's kind of the idea. It premiered on February second, twenty thirteen. It was on Nickelodeon, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the the long and short of you know, what super Megaforce is. It's just another, you know, it's kind of like the second half of the original Megaforce season with the, you know, the five Rangers. And then of course the additional, the sixth Ranger who is, you know, the silver Ranger who, you know, is basically like an alien from another planet. And he kind of replaces Robo Knight as like that sixth unofficial Ranger member and everything. I, I don't know. I don't have much more than that, Tony. Like that's, that's kind of what I got.
0: So uh, it, it's okay. It is what it is. I, I, I'm sure Jan will definitely fill in some blanks for us.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about other things, I mean, you know, besides just the finale and stuff like that, but, I mean, that's kind of the long and short of it, so. How, how about you, Jan? Like, why don't you, you tell us, since you've just watched the episode and give all the listeners the kind of blow-by-blow blow of what happened on the finale for Super Megaforce?
1: Okay, well, we're looking specifically at the extended version, which aired, I think, two days after
2: yeah, I think it was like it was like November 24th or something like that. It was like I think yeah. it was like a I don't know it was a weekend day or something like that. So. Yeah,
1: it's basically a combination of the legendary battle and the previous episode called the Wrath, and it brings it all together because both episodes have very specific and important plot points. So the Wrath begins with Orion quitting Ernie's bar, and decides that he wants to leave in the Armada ship that he has and go back out into space. This, of course, uh, disappoints Emma, but, you know, he's got to go. Meanwhile, the command center manages to pick up a communication from the armada saying that there's going to be a big full-scale invasion the next day. So the rangers are alerted and they're ready to go. Lavera wants to redeem herself in Emperor Marvro's eyes, but when she goes down, she's in this big zord that looks like her. It's It's really freaky. I want to say the chest plate or the breast area. It looks like her eyes. I think it's her cockpit as well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Suffice it to say, the Rangers get into their Megazord, they trash hers, then it all goes back down to land, where they eventually finish her off with the Super Mega Cannon. Of course, this was just a diversion for the Armada to reach Earth, and now the sky is filled with, as I think the Rangers put it, millions upon millions of ships. (laughs) So they get back in their Megazord and... They start to summon basically all their legends at once, and they're taking out thousands of ships. But eventually, you know, they're getting their ass handed to them, and the Megazord gets destroyed in the end. The Rangers demorph in the ensuing chaos, and they basically land in rubble amongst the city, which the Armada's also been firing on at the same time. So that's your brief look at the wrath, and it's pretty destructive. The Megazord's gone, Orion's gone and uh, the rangers are just trash beyond belief. This brings us now into the legendary battle, and it starts right off where the last one finished. We've got a lot of city civilians around. There's fires everywhere, debris everywhere. People are trapped under beams, and people are missing. There's a whole lot of chaos going on. But now we start to see our big cameos for this episode. First off, we've got Carter and Dana from Lightspeed Rescue. They run in and start helping people. Then we see a kid who's looking for his dog, and Leo from Lost Galaxy, he shows up, finds the dog for him. We see a whole bunch of, uh, well, four people trapped in an elevator. Uh, This one woman inside doing probably the worst acting of the entire episode, trying to fake her terror and crying.
0: No one's coming for us! (laughs)
1: <laughs> Suddenly, uh, Cassie and TJ from the Space Rangers show up opening the roof hatch of the elevator and get them out. And then we see a young kid inside one of the worst CGI cars that I've ever seen hanging off a wrecked bridge. T- Tommy all of a sudden jumps onto the hood of the car and extends his hand to the kid who all of a sudden went from screaming for help to, oh, I'm too scared to get out. So yeah, you know, you're looking at Tommy, hoping for him to say, well, screw you, kid. I just came to help you and you don't want it anymore. But instead he hands, he hands the kid, Saba, to hold on to and pulls him out of the car. The male rangers at this point start to wake up and get their surroundings. Then we see the girls and they're getting together, but they haven't found each other overall. We pan to nighttime just after Emperor Marvro has announced to the city that they'll be returning in the in the morning to destroy everyone.
0: Hey, uh, basically, now that I've won, I'm coming back tomorrow to win again.
1: Yes. Like, I won't do it now, I'll give you a few moments, you know. (laughs) For those that remember the conclusion to In Space all those years ago, you'll recall seeing a similar scene here where a lot of civilians are just hanging around the rubble, they've got bonfires going in cans and such, and they're just talking over their fates. It's kind of weird, because you'd think that these people would at least attempt to evacuate or go home, but they don't. We see a few more cameos here including Wes from Time Force, Damon from Lost Galaxy, and Corone from Lost Galaxy. Yeah, I think I got that right. Damon from Lightspeed Rescue, sorry. Anyway, this was interesting to me because it shows that Corone has since kept the Lost Galaxy powers and they never reverted back to Kendrix after all that time. They're listening in on the civilians and trying to come up with a plan. Eventually, our current Rangers all find each other and they think over what they're going to do in the morning and obviously they want to fight. All of a sudden a ship comes in crashing and it's Orion. He's returned after hearing in on the communicator that the armada was coming. So the six of them have reunited and they're going to go after the armada in the morning. The next morning a team of ex-borgs and bruisers, led by Redker, they show up and they start to take aim at a group of civilians and all of a sudden the rangers pop up and a battle ensues. The ground troops are disposed of pr- rather easily, and then they go up against Redker, and this one is a fun battle. They start to use up a-, a few of their legendary powers. One in particular shows Orion transform into the Mighty Morphin Green Ranger, Troy turns into the Mighty Morphin Red Ranger, and then Orion gives Troy his Dragon Shield and they go in for the attack. Just as they're about to finish Redcur off though, the Armada swoops in to aid assistance. So they're trying to figure out how can they get rid of the Armada since their Zords are gone. And Troy and Orion come up with a plan that they have to go right to the source. So they leave the other four to battle Redker while they get into Orion's ship and head up to the flagship and try to take it out.
0: Which was really weird to me, because it looked almost like a shot-for-shot shot scene of the A-Wing going into the Super Star
1: Destroyer. They fly up there, for whatever reason, taking their helmets off in the process, and once their shields are down, they just crash the the shuttle right into the ship. They board and start taking out a bunch of x boards and eventually get up to the bridge. Right, yeah, the bridge. They take Emperor Marlboro head-on. At first, he is very confident with himself. He's like, I don't even have to stand up to face you, so... They're attacking while he's sitting in his command chair the whole time, and uh, yeah, he actually lays waste to them rather easily. It transitions here back to Earth, where the other four Rangers are taking on Redker. They do quite well. They whip out the Super Mega Cannon, and the battle here gets rather intense to the point where Redker's attacks force them to demorph just as they're about to fire the cannon off. So this is a unique look at them firing off their biggest handheld weapon, while in their civilian form, which is uh, neat to see. Their shot destroys Redker in the end, and he's gone. Back up in the bridge, Troy and Orion are still having their hands full of Mavro, and they come to the conclusion that if you can't beat him directly, beat the ship. So they start firing at the control panels and everything, and uh, short-circuiting all the stuff. And in the panic, Mavro you know, lets his guard down just enough so that they get a few hits in, and they knock him into the control panel. And everything starts to self-destruct. It looks like they're goners, but as the other four rangers are watching the ship descend and crash, Choi and Oriana morphed into their space modes and use their gliders to descend back to, down to them. Everything seems pretty good at first, but then Mavro shows up all of a sudden, having survived the crash, and now we have a big battle taking place here. The rangers are using basically all of their legendary powers at this point, with the exception of maybe four different teams. In the end, Orion uses his big Sixth Ranger mode, which if you haven't seen it, it's got all this, uh, he's got this body armor that has the masks, the helmets, of the Sixth Rangers all over it. All six of them get together and they have their super mega cannon and they blow a hole right through him. After all that, Mauro's finally been defeated and at first they're looking like you know they've won everything's great and all of a sudden they look off into the distance and here come thousands upon thousands of Borgs. they don't know how they're going to do it how how are they going to get through this big one and then they get the biggest shock of their lives and the highlight of the entire episode when the past ranger teams start to show up on the cliffside and it's just a big spectacle and it, it It's great if you're a fan since the beginning. Of course, you have some little errors here and there as you're watching. We're aware that Tommy's going to be in his Mighty Morphin Green costume at this point, so you obviously don't see the White Ranger in the crowd, nor do you see the Black Dino Thunder Ranger, and I don't think you see the Red Zero Ranger either. But then all of a sudden when you're looking at the Turbo group, there's the Red Ranger, and you're wondering what the hell's going on here because we are already well aware that TJ is in the blue space suit. And here's Tommy in the green Mighty Morphin suit. So who's in the red Turbo suit? All of the cameo Rangers that we saw earlier take their helmets off. Basically they talk to our Megaforce Rangers. They're there to help, and this is gonna be the big one. Let's all go out there and win this one for the Earth. In The transition of putting their helmets back on, Krohn has a silhouette of Astronema appear over her. For a split second which is kind of neat a lot of people consider this battle to be underwhelming because of all the hype that's been going on for well over a year it's like you're waiting for this for so long and the battle itself lasts all of about three four minutes tops so yeah it's not that great but it's got some nostalgia to it so in the end it's okay another oddity that came up is that during the battle, Orion morphs into Robo Knight, which is interesting considering Robo Knight was already present during the battle himself. It's never been shown that he can actually have that power. As the are boards are dwindling down, eventually there's one final group that shows up. The Rangers get out their super mega cannon, Orion gets out his blaster, and they finish him off finally. He just transitions to the big group, of rangers once more showing up Tommy giving his well wishes they finally all teleport away it's really funny because it's this big golden explosion that just kind of happens as they all fly off and the Rangers <laughs> go flying like big explosion from an enemy just happened
0: Like, did I just try to kill us <laughs> yeah
1: they get up realize that it's finally over the enemy's destroyed and peace is there once again Gia actually kisses jake on the cheek
2: finally finally some <laughs> <Yeah>. action <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> poor guy uh, finally get some action we're going to assume somewhere down the line that emma and orion get together troy just looks at his super mega saber leaves it there in the sand and they all go running off to the beach
0: i'm gonna go me some louder milk <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah the episode just leaves it just stops right there there's no more talk with say nothing whatsoever. Just abruptly ends, and that's the end of the show. That's the end of the series. It's over. <laughs>
2: that's it. That's it that's for Super Mega Force.
1: That's
2: it. So, so Thank I guess,
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, I, I figured it'd be good. Thanks, Jan, for the, the detailed synopsis and everything, so that yep. everybody's sort of on the same page if they hadn't seen the episode or anything like that. But, I mean, it, it, it's, for me, I mean, I, I've been following the series fairly closely, and, uh, For me, like, all this really made me want to do was go back and finish watching Gokaiger, which I I had started watching when it first came on, but I sort of had lost track of it. You know how you sometimes, you start watching a show, but then you just sort of, you know, it's not that, I I thought it was a great show, but it was just, I sort of, you know, I just lost track of it. And then this kind of, you know, watching Megaforce, especially this entire season, kind of started, getting me to go back to the, like, late 20s, early 30s, where I had left off with Gokaiger and try to catch up on that. Because there were there were episodes of Megaforce. I guess, like, some of the criticism that Jan mentioned is that people were, you know, disappointed that this last battle, you know, maybe wasn't that big of a deal, or that, you know, they expected it to be more of a literal adaption of Gokaiger. Like, where, you know, on that show, usually the process was you would at least have a representative of the former team there to sort of give them the thumbs up you know like you would have somebody there and and there to be fair I, I think there were examples of this during the series.
0: Master Casey Spirit of the Phoenix Spirit of the Snake I've been trained to see your animal spirits
3: I'm a Paishwa Master I see not only who you are
0: but also what you have inside. What do we have inside us, Master Casey? A lot. Just like animals do you trust and control your instincts. You know how to defend
3: yourself or attack. Most importantly, you know it's never to be used in anger, only as a means of survival. And if that happens, you've taught us that, like tigers, bare hands can be as mighty as any weapon out there.
2: Yeah, very good, Emma very good in the in the 4th episode of the series there was the Wild Force Lion and that showed up and it kind of gave the thumbs up so you kind of had the nod from even though there weren't any actors from that series at least you had like you know somebody saying hey you you guys are okay in my book and in episode 5 you've got the character Jaden who played the red samurai ranger so there were you know a, there was at least a representative from that previous show kind of giving them the thumbs up and everything. And then following that episode, the Jungle Fury Red Ranger Casey showed up and you kind of didn't know. I mean, if you, if you had never seen Jungle Fury, you probably wouldn't have known he was the Red Ranger until they give you those kind of clues, you know, where the, the mask morphs over the face and, and it's kind of just, you know, basically nudging and winking the audience, kind of going, hey, if you don't know, like this person's important, he's a ranger, which is a, a trope. Or, or a tool they used in Gokaiger, too, it may have been more needed on that show, especially because, well, I guess it could be needed on both shows, because, you know, some of these people, you know, it's like they've aged, you know, they they're, they don't exactly look the same as they did when they first did the show. So, yeah. so you know, to an audience, they, they need that visual cue to say, hey, uh, you know, it is the Lightspeed Red Ranger. And then, you know... Linkara can, like, have a big love fest and, and say what a cool guy he is and everything like that and kind of get all excited, right? So then whoever's a fan of those particular Rangers can sort of get excited that they see their, their favorite Ranger again and stuff like that. It was the
0: invasion the Power Rangers never saw coming. There must be millions of them. And next Saturday, if this flight to the
3: finish... One side can win. How can we defeat an army this size?
0: Now, to defeat evil once and for all, they'll need the ultimate power. Kim. Hey, guys. The original Green Ranger returns for the biggest battle in Ranger history. Ah! Power Rangers Super Megaforce, the epic season finale premieres
2: next Saturday at 12, only on Nick. I'm just kind of curious, like, and this question goes to any of you guys, but would you have preferred if they had spread out all the cameos, you know, all the actors they put at the end? Like, do you like, do you, do you think it was a better move to put a bunch of different returning cast members in one episode at the very end? Or would you have preferred it if, like the episode with the Jungle Fury Red Ranger and the episode with the Red Samurai Ranger, if they had spread those cameos out across the series and tried to work it out that way? Or or do you like the idea that there's a whole slew of guys, like, you know, that, that make the appearance at the end?
0: Well, I think for me, I think it would been cool if they'd done both. Like, have, like, singular episodes where, like, you know, hey, there's the Lightspeed guy and all that stuff. And then have them all come together at the end. And they're like, all you guys came back? And they're like, you know, damn right, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I imagine
2: there's, there's uh, strategic reasons why certain things couldn't happen based on the footage they had. I imagine there's, there's monetary reasons based on them being cheap, bastards who don't want to pay actors or whatever, you know, things like that.
0: Availability of the actors. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, a lot of the, the stuff that was being brandied about when this, this was going on behind the scenes is, you know, they were reaching out to all these guys, and some people did want to participate, and some people didn't want to participate, and some people could only participate based on, like what you're saying, Tony, like based on their schedules. I mean, if it's, if it's all kind of last minute, you know, maybe there wasn't enough time to do you know what i'm suggesting which is you know kind of if you were going to replicate you know go kaiger then have each individual actor maybe show up and give the thumbs up from episode to episode you know there, there may not have been enough time to do that with the actors that they had access to other than you know the the couple that i mentioned or whatever
0: even with the keys we still got totally wiped
2: out we can only stay in legendary ranger mode for a short time before our energy is drained.
1: That monster will be back when he is. I don't know if we're ready
3: for him. Get into your opponent's head. Use your instincts to sense their next move and feel their attack coming.
0: Plane, please. Plane. Okay. Coming up right away. What? You never seen a Ranger Order of Froyo before? Jaden, the Red Samurai Ranger, you're, well, legendary. What do you think about Mike? This is kind of like one of your ideas.
3: Well, I mean, I haven't watched, really followed the show. I watched the first episode when we reviewed it, like, years ago. But, like, yeah, I was just kind of interested, because obviously I had heard all the hype and stuff, and, like, you know... I I was kind of like, oh, like, I I remember watching the first episode of Gokaiger and seeing that huge, like, Sentai battle, and I would be like, oh, that's awesome, like, I wonder how they'll, like, adapt this to, like, the U.S. show, but like, I guess, yeah, I don't know, I was pretty underwhelmed, I guess, and, uh, like, I guess, yeah, I would have liked it better if they maybe spread all these, like, this random assortment of, like, whoever they could have gotten, like, across the season, maybe, instead of all throwing them in into one random jumble like you know
2: cuz I, I, I think you could have still gotten away with this episode like say say if this this episode we just saw was the pinnacle to get every single ranger team to come and fight an evil big bad and help you know the main team out at the last minute like ultimately like they're just suit actors right Like, you you didn't need to have the slow-mo shot where they all take off their helmets, like, if they had already appeared in other episodes.
3: Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? Like, like you could have still gotten away with the money moment of, oh, look up on the hill, like everybody's there. I mean, they do it all the time in the different, you know, Sentai kind of films and, and where they sort of reunite with old cast members. It's like you can you can also get away with which is what they've done on certain shows, whether it's Power Rangers or Sentai, you can get away with just hiring the the voice actor or the actor as a voice actor, and then all they have to do is, you know, have some guy in the suit be, you know, I remember when, like, I think it was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was, like, the RPM Ranger or something came back on Samurai. It was, like, he was already SAG by that point, so technically he couldn't, like, show up on the show, but then what he did was he just did it as a voice actor. So it was, like, that... <laughs> character, you know, it was like the Red Ranger showed up but there was some goofy excuse like, "Oh, in your dimension, I don't know if I could breathe your oxygen cuz I'm from another dimension." So now I'm just going to never take my helmet off ever again, you know. And and that's kind of what you were stuck with. But I mean, I'm sorry, know, but
0: which, I come from planet Earth. This, this is Earth, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which we, you know, it's ridiculous, but uh, my point is you can yeah. you could easily have the money shot with all the guys in the suits but still kind of spread out your 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 cameos. Like you didn't have to sort of do that reservoir dogs, you know, like slow mo, like we're all taking off the helmets at the same time. And and I think Mike points to an interesting thing too, because they are kind of a random assortment. Like you know, if you were if you were collecting action figures or you were trying to team build like toys or or, or get autographs or, or whatever it is that you like, right? Like, you know, make make pictures or something. You know, you you wouldn't necessarily pair up You know, a couple Lightspeed Rangers with the original Green Ranger with a couple in space people and, you know, a
0: couple people, you know,
2: there is a random sense to to the assortment of folks,
0: people that people who are like older, like me and you, Derek, who like watched like old, old Power Rangers when it was first run, you know, not reruns. Is, is probably like Corona and Tommy, and that's about it. The rest of them are like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> you
2: know? Well, I've I watched a lot of the series. I mean, I, I recognized everybody that, that Jan was talking about and everything. I mean, it's nice to have those visual cues so you get reminded, especially because of people's ages and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I could see why anybody would be, you know, happy to see whoever they're – you know, their favorite ranger was it's, and stuff like that. But it's just, there. there, there is a sense of, uh, I mean, you know, I, I kind of felt like talking about different things that I noticed throughout the course of the series that led to the finale. And, like, one of the things I thought was, like, super chintzy, like you can just see the cheapness of the show, was there was an episode that was aired uh, probably a couple episodes before this where they finish off the episode by the team going to see a rock concert, and that's like their celebration after, you know, defeating the bad guys or whatever, which you'd think, okay, fine, they go to see a rock concert. Well, you know who they go and see? They go and see the actors who played the pink Samurai Ranger and the gold Samurai Ranger, because the actor who plays that character, Steven Skyler, is like a musician. So on Power Rangers Samurai there was this big musical number and they had this whole subplot about how the pink ranger used to sing with her brother and the brother comes back and is like this musician and the parents don't approve of it and there's all this kind of drama and stuff but ultimately by the end of the episode the brother is in a band with the Gold Ranger, Steven Skyler, and the Pink Ranger walks out on stage and supports her brother and sings with Steven Skyler. And it's this poppy kind of tune that would get stuck in your head or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's a nice way to end the episode. But in the Super Mega Force episode, it's like we're gonna go see band XYZ and celebrate. And then they go, and it's stock fucking footage. <laughs> power Rangers Samurai and, and think about it like this is super mega force, right? Like why wouldn't people who are watching the show be looking for cameos of old power Rangers, even if it's the previous season? even if like Tony says he wouldn't recognize these characters, but what about the kids or the fans or whoever it is that watched the previous series? Like wouldn't it be a natural assumption to go like, oh look? It's the pink samurai and gold samurai. I wonder if they're going to be in the next episode in a cameo. And were they? Fuck no, because it was fucking stock footage, you know. And it's like I, I don't know that to me that was like a big letdown, you know. And 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 it kind of, I, I guess it's just part of something that's symptomatic with you know, kind of maybe what Jan's talking about, like people's feeling of disappointment in general. But I, I think that also extends to. other moments you know in in the series in general where you're sort of you you have hopes for one thing but it it ends up being i don't know something something else
3: you know i just thought it was funny that tj and cassie went from being like intergalactic space rangers to the super ultra adventure elevator rescue team or whatever (laughs) it's like like they were all like geared up and stuff, as if that that was like their job now to rescue people in elevators.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, I well, I I did think one highlight though was the the fact that the evil space pirate emperor is that right, Marvo? I think he was voiced by Brian Doyle Murray. Because I, I he had that kind of old like, hey, I'm the emperor. <laughs> I don't know. His voice creeped me out. So, So this is the famous Red Ranger. It seems hard
2: to believe. What's going on? I I thought what might be interesting, you know, just I I don't want to dwell on it too long. And I know there are people who, you know, hate when you bring up comparisons to Sentai or whatever. But, I mean, I thought it might be interesting in terms of, you know, some of the differences that I noticed, at least. I mean, they do obviously take wholesale, you know, the footage, the kind of main action beats you know are are lifted wholesale from the sentai series but the way they sort of tell the story and jumble it all together it it has an overall different effect and and intent almost you know like you've got the guy orion who is an alien but what's interesting is in the sentai it's an earthling a japanese guy named ikari guy and he's the only human whereas the Gokaigus are all, you know, space pirates. They're all aliens. So it's almost completely opposite for Super Megaforce. Jan mentioned, like, when they go up to stop the emperor and everything, and the ship blows up. And they're like, oh, my God, are they dead? You know, or did they make it out? And you see that they've actually, you know, morphed into their in-space mode. So they're, like, hovering down on their little in-space surfboards and everything. And to anybody who's seen that show, you kind of go, oh, cool, that's a cool little nod to in-space. In the original, and this is worth bringing up because it does kind of bookend this with the episode where we talked about Go Seizure and megaforce and the similarities and differences between them they actually morph into the ghost seizures when they escape and it's because the ghost were angels so they actually have angel wings and fly down in the sentai as opposed to you know the surfboards or whatever so i mean that that's something <laughs> i thought might be interesting for people that if they were you know not aware of one or the other
0: yeah i I think the only thing that really drove home for me during this thing and this isn't really a comparison but if you're talking about the footage it it really got kind of annoying at at one point when the the legendary uh, megazord is fighting the armada ships because people complain about our generation having like you know cartoons as toy commercials, but literally all the Power Rangers are like, oh my god, look at the Mystic Dragon! It's totally kicking the ass! Oh man, look, the Q-Rex is, like, wasting, you know, everybody! I can't believe all these awesome toys are at Walmart! <laughs> <laughs> Well,
2: I mean, you know, you gotta. It's a part of it is to get people interested in, in those those items. Obviously, that's that's part of why they make these shows. I'm not gonna. I don't know. I, I I feel like it's disingenuous to to hold that against the show per se. But I mean, I understand that from from a perspective of you know maybe an isolationist view of watching this show. You're like, oh look, it's a bunch of toys that I don't know. They're you know fighting with one another. I mean,
3: Can I, can I ask, let me ask, let me ask you because they'll probably know for sure. Is the Q-Rex in this show related to, like, the Q-Rex from Time Force, or?
1: It's supposed to be the same one, to my knowledge, but it's the completely wrong color and has a completely different look, and yeah, I guess I'd have to look it up, but there's something not right about that.
3: Maybe uh-huh. it was maybe it had a totally like different name, and then they just well, decided to slap like a half-assed homage like well, on no, it or cause, whatever. Because
2: the Q Rex in in the Sentai, I don't know what the technical name is called in Time Ranger, but I think that was like a grand power that was bestowed upon them because they actually have to get the like I said, they have to get the thumbs up from all the past Super Sentai groups. And I think that was something that was bestowed upon them as like, oh, yeah, here, have a, you know, have this version of the Q-Rex or whatever. Like, so, so, I mean, I, I could be misstating it just a little bit, but I mean, that's, that was always my perspective because there was, there was a strong tie when they, he would use the Q-Rex, but then they also meet one of the Time Rangers, like, and he, he'll, basically come to them in kind of like a hollow video and be like, go do this. And then, you know, you'll be granted the grand power or whatever. So there was that kind of tie in with the, I mean, at least in the Sentai with the original series, but I don't, you know, see that, that would have been like, for me, like my, one of my favorite guys is the red Ranger from time force. So it might've been nice to see, you know, I mean, obviously he was in this episode, But he didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. Like, I I would have rather had seen him showcased in his own episode and maybe somehow give Orion that Zord and be like, thumbs up, bro, like, you're the man. Like, I trust you to, you know, protect the Earth or something like that rather than, you know, just a, you know, slow-mo shot where it's like, okay, yo, I'm here, goodbye,
0: you know. (laughs) They kind of do, like, not just, like, references, but, like, weird kind of like ongoing storylines of how things happened after the show ended like RPM. I found this out from a review of the toy. The uh, race car they show is called mock Alkin and uh yes. And it's actually the son of the yes. Falcon and bear from.
2: <laughs> yeah. From go From
0: yeah. go Yeah. So yeah. So yeah like, think about that kids. <laughs> well, but that's, see, that's something
2: that, that is weird to me because when you watch that episode, it's like, it, it, it's kind of like Yon's confusion about, like, well, how does this tie into the original exactly? And they never really spell it out, and they just kind of use footage from the episode, you know? So there there is that weird element of they use the action beats, but they sort of just tell their own story, and then it's kind of like the idea of, oh, they morph into pirates. It's like, well, why? Uh... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's just like, uh... Like, there, there's no... I don't know, to me it feels like there's lots of unanswered, like, things, whereas, and and, and this may be endlessly frustrating for folks, you know, like somebody like Linkara, who always says, like, oh, I just want to watch, you know, Power Rangers and treat it as its own entity. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do that with this show, I think you're going to have lots of unanswered questions and remain vexed, like, for the rest of your life. Whereas if you just, like, you know, watch an episode of the Sentai, you can just kind of go, oh, like you just said, it's the son of you know the two uh, little cars from from GoAnger or, or or rpm or whatever however you want to sort of explain yeah. it to yourself and stuff like that
1: legendary ranger mode it's morphin time cool a new ranger mode and point is it pack a punch prism
2: punch you have your fishy fist i have my flashy fist I you know, speaking of that, the, the other thing I thought it'd be worth talking about is and I'm kind of curious what you guys think of it, it it kind of bugs the hell out of me, but because I, I don't understand the point of them shooting their own scenes and stuff if they were gonna do this anyway, but can we discuss the the idea that and I I think this actually did happen in the finale, but it did happen throughout the course of the show, which is They would turn into legendary modes, which are supposed to be past rangers, but they used Super Sentai that has never been imported into America when they did it. So it's this odd thing of you're expecting someone to, you know, turn into, say, you know, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but instead you get a Super Sentai-like... Live Man or Bio Man or Flash Man, and you're just kind of like, if you are like those folks who don't have any exposure to Super Sentai,
0: you're going to be like, what the? Who are these guys? Like, what led you know what yeah, I feel mode like is a total man? Yeah. And like you know, I was I was talking about how like some of the Power Rangers, I was like, well, who the fuck is that? If all you ever seen was Power Rangers and didn't know what the hell Sentai was, like you just didn't care about it, you definitely would go, what the fuck are those guys when they showed up?
2: It's like, yeah. why, why turn into the Die Rangers? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, especially to me, like, I mean, the the only thing I can think of is is the cheapness factor, you know, just like the stock footage of the 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 girl and the guy that sing the nice little pop song. It's like, you know. That I mean, it's a good song. Like you know, it's poppy, it's catchy. Like, but it's just, it's cheap. It's cheap. I was like, did did they even pay those guys? I hope they get paid. Like, probably not, because they're probably not SAG or union and everything, and they're just getting fucked. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where you're like, oh well, we could reshoot the scene with the White Ranger armor and get some suit actors to be, you know, in the original Mighty Morphin costumes. But you know what? That would cost money. You know, we can't do that, you know? So it's like, oh man, you know, like that that's kind of my I mean, I guess that's the simplest explanation, but I mean it just seems for for something that, that is supposed to be capitalizing on nostalgia, creating yeah. creating an element of confused nostalgia, like that just I don't know. It just seems like not only a missed opportunity, but like a major, a major fuck up.
0: You know? Yeah. It just it's Well, it's not nostalgia though. It's like in, if in the first Transformers movie, it was like, you know, you know, my scout Bumblebee has told me that our greatest Decepticon nemesis has arrived. We must all watch out for Violent Jiger. <laughs>
2: yeah, and and you'd just be like, uh, what? You know, <laughs>
0: uh, who now? <laughs> She's got new
2: powers. Let's even it up with some new legendary powers.
3: Mighty Morphin mode. Red. Blitz mode. Black. Prison mode. Green. Lightning mode. Blue. Supersonic mode. Yellow. Super Mega Force.
1: Yeah, it it brings me back to a part of the synopsis that I've kind of left out. As I mentioned after the Rangers take out Lavera's Megazord, that they go back on land to fight her. And it's at this point where we have a crucial scene that, if you ever saw it on YouTube, you will see that a lot of people hate this scene. In the original, all five of the Rangers adapt a form from a previous team, and they decided to use part of this footage, but edit it slightly. So, you have Troy morph into Mighty Morphin Red, but in the original, it was Sun, Vulcan, Red.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: And then, instead of doing something original with the other four, they're kind of stuck with the footage, so they go and keep what they have and try to screw around with it to make it canon. So... It gets really annoying. You've got Noah, who morphs into Mask Man Blue, but he calls it Lightning Mode. And then you've got (laughs) Emma. She turns into Flash Man Green, calls it Prism Mode. You've got Jake that turns into Change Man Black, and he calls it Blitz Mode. And finally, you've got Gia turning into Five Man Yellow, and she calls it Supersonic. So, yeah, it's a big mess, makes even less sense than the Die Ranger episode that we had how long ago.
2: And yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even those episodes where they turned into like Bioman or something. And yeah. you're just like, what what? Like you're,
1: you're what? just questioning it. And a lot of people just dislike this scene because it shows how little Saban really gave a damn about this particular footage and you know, sure, they're forced to use it in a sense I suppose, while filming, if they had a costume of Libera, and they could have made their own footage, which obviously they did, I would assume, unless the footage of the Mighty Morphin, or in this case, Zoo Zoo Ranger Red, fighting Inzarn, as she's known in Gokaiger, was from a different episode, I don't know. But yeah, that scene happened.
0: Moon Knight! You have a mission to fulfill! Yes, your destruction!
2: Yeah, it's, it, it just seems like in general, like, I, I mean, I would, I would ask you guys, like, because I remember there was this discussion way back before Super Mega Force was even announced, and there was some debate as to, are they even going to use the Go-Kyger costumes? Like and 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 yeah. I remember at some point the the discussion was oh no they're not you know they were going to pull like a die ranger thing where it's like oh well maybe the new Megazord will be a pirate ship but they'll still be in those you know Megaforce outfits or something like that and I, I wonder if they just you know were. At first, saying no, 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 we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it, and then they just half-assed it and decided to do it at the last minute or something. I don't, I don't
0: know, but I mean, it, it probably it, came down to mind, They're like, hey, you know what? We could sell more toys if we had Pirate Rangers, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there, th- to me, in general,
2: it seems like that, not not that somebody needs to have thought this out per se, but you would you would think. If they're going to go to another show, and they, have already established, say like uh, you know the 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 actor we were talking about, Loudermilk, he he plays the sort of nerdy ranger and everything, right? Like kind of yeah. like Billy was or whatever, mm-hmm. and and that character's been pre-established on Megaforce, and and maybe it works on Megaforce, maybe it doesn't, but it's it's pretty clearly established. But by the time you get to the Kaiser footage, you've got a Sentai character named Joe who is in this like super dramatic duel with his old master Mm -hmm. and it's all about this kind of you know master apprentice you know the master's turned evil and you know there's all this pathos and and expertise with sword fighting and everything and when they transpose him into that role the megaforce character you're just kind of like well isn't he the guy who likes to you know Mess around with like electronics and stuff. Like, doesn't he like talking to the professor about the solar system? You know, like, I mean, you just like, how does he jump from that to, you know, fighting with this other guy? You know, like, and 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 doing this expert sword fight.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think that's like probably one of the biggest problems with Super Mega Force is like, unlike Power Rangers, when they did use dire Ranger footage, as we all know, even when they use, I think it was Kaku Ranger footage. They were like the Aquatarians, you know. They were the Alien Rangers, so it was different characters. So you could yeah, get away yeah. with it. But like this, like you said, you have two incredibly disparate. You know, like and the funny thing is, they could not be even the, even more disparate because the Ghost Siders were angels, and Go Kyger is you know down to dirty pirates. So yeah, you
2: know? yeah, yeah. They're very, very different character types, and and you know the body language. All those things are are very different from where they became, and they didn't even... It's not like they made any attempt to try and develop, you know, that character. Like, maybe he was working on stuff, and he did like talking about the solar system, but then Event X happened, which made him take sword fighting really seriously. It was just like, all of a sudden, there was an episode where it's like, I must train in the woods. And you're just like, since when, dude? Since (laughs) when must you train in the
3: woods?
0: Like, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I just watched Still Bill. It changed my life. <laughs> you know, so.
3: I, I, I've only ever seen two episodes of this show, but he's, he, what's his name, Noah? He, kinda, he struck me as the Krillin of the group, kind like, of. <laughs> but see, like,
2: see <laughs> that, know, that's like, what's funny. Like, imagine that. Like, see, that's the, that's the impression you got, and that's fair. Like, so you got this impression that he was the Krillin of the group. Now, imagine if somebody told you that Krillin becomes, like, the Piccolo. <laughs> yeah. of the team and you're like sitting there going well that doesn't that doesn't really add up you know like how does how does he go from being krillin to piccolo overnight like cuz that's that's basically how i see that joe character he, he's more like those you know he's he's the blue ranger right so he's more of those like, like that cool cucumber like where they have like samurai shampoo, and it's the what's his name mugen or whatever and the other what's the the other guy's name Uh, gene gene so he's very much like the gene type you know and it's like how do you i i don't know how you would sort of you know it it just seems (laughs) so crazy to me
3: what made me laugh was when like at the end when like tommy takes off his helmet and like noah just goes tommy like he knows him, like he's his best <laughs> friend or something. Can like we... J- Jason David Frank is just like, don't make eye contact with me, kid.
2: Like since, since you talked about Jason David Frank, can we can we talk about the blatant the blatant rip off of Amazing Spider Man? <laughs> yes,
0: oh yeah, you know, but the car no, okay. scene is totally like yeah, totally from that.
2: All all I could think about when watching that car scene was the scene from Amazing Spider Man, and the scene from Amazing Spider Man like has you on the edge of your seat and. Despite what certain people may or may not write into this podcast, is a good scene, but, <laughs> but the 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 Power Rangers equivalent just seems like you know it's like what you couldn't you couldn't get Matt Damon so you hired Mark Wahlberg what
0: like you know well, it was like it was like what Jan said though the little kid he's like you know help me oh for love of God help me then when Tommy shows up he's like I'm scared. my hand it's okay I'm here to help you I can't I'm scared
3: it would have been <laughs> funny if he handed like the wrong end of Saba you know, <laughs> I was like sure. like, like <laughs> and then cuts his arm off like he's all no. he, he starts no. talking to Saba Saba
2: Poke this kid in the ass, so he gets the hell out of the fucking car seat, so I can save him.
0: Or, or if like Saba was like, "Don't worry, little boy. I hope he just freaks him out and he just dies." Like, the, ah! little... <laughs> the fucking
2: car falls over.
0: By uh, the way, what danger was that kid in after they got him out and they got off the car? It was still perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah, that was close, kid. You almost didn't fall to your doom. No, I, 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 probably the only thing that really bugged me about the finale, and I understand, is because it was a two two part episode that they put together for one hours. It was like the the ending fight was just... Oh, God. I was like, die, motherfucker, because he... <laughs> he's getting his ass whooped. He's like, I'm invincible! You know, it's just like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know, I'm curious, too, because I know Jan said he watched the extended version. Like, did anybody watch? Because I, I did watch, like, the regular version, and then I watched the extended version. And it's like, I... Some of the stuff I feel like I I don't know like I said I'm getting it all in a jumble because I watched Go too so I'm like okay am I getting them all you know confused or whatever but it's like it felt like there were other scenes in that end battle sequence that weren't in the regular edition like I I honestly don't remember the astronomer cameo that you know Jan mentioned where her face you know, flashes over the top where it's kind of
0: like a little nod to her. Yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to ask Jan, because I only saw the extended cut. You have to ask Jan. He saw both.
2: So that that was <laughs> definitely new, because I didn't notice that from before. Was there was there anything else that is is part of that extended cut that wasn't part of the original airing?
1: Well, the fight with Mavro, of course, was all new, because in the original airing, he went down with the ship. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Wasn't the entire fight, though, pretty much all Sentai footage?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I I could definitely pick out a lot of the parts from the Sentai battle that I remember. The battle's rather interesting, because they did do a few neat nods to continuity. For example, we obviously see Wes from Time Force, but we don't see the rest of his team because they're from the future. In turn, we don't see SPD either, and we don't see RPM. So, you know, it, it makes sense for them to be absent.
0: Yeah, because different dimensions in future and timey-wimey stuff.
1: Yeah if, if, yeah, if the RPM guys take
2: their helmets off, they're all going to asphy- asphyxiate, <laughs> is, is what I was told from the samurai right. episodes. So.
1: The battle definitely would have improved if they took all of the cameo rangers that they actually had and gave them individual scenes and lines uh, during the battle with original footage, but, you know. They yeah. Didn't...
2: See, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah I can I can understand why this is you know sort of a letdown and stuff like that. I mean I don't.
0: I, I, well, you know it's really I, weird. I don't I
2: don't dislike I don't I don't hate the show. I I I can't say I didn't get entertained just by watching it. You know, but I I can understand why why folks would be let down. I I don't want to be that guy. Like I'd rather be the guy who just says, "Hey, look, this is you know children's entertainment, and you know it's." It's going to be, you know, kind of what what it's designed to do. But I, there there are those things where you just kind of go, oh, that was that was kind of a missed opportunity.
0: Well, I think my biggest problem, like with how the pacing was, is like, in all honesty, and you're right, Derek. It is a kids' show. I understand that, and I understand I'm adult nitpicking this, but I'm an adult nitpicking this is what we do on the podcast. One thing, <laughs> <laughs> is kind of one thing. One of the things that really bothered me about the pacing is. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but during the whole hour or 54 minutes that it was on, I, I really never for a minute thought the Rangers were going to lose. Like, I mean, I know like in my head they weren't going to lose because that's how the show goes, but even in like shows that you know the good guy's going to win, there'll, there'll be at least a little bit of doubt sometimes like, man, bad guys are really kicking ass. This is pretty cool. But they just they just kept whooping ass. They would like get like, you know, punched and they'd be like, uh-oh, I got a bruise on my cheek, and then they would just like slaughter four million guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that that was like the whole thing with that last battle, where I was like, I was kind of like, like, dude, it's a lot of them, but they're just fucking like putties or whatever. I mean, you you guys could handle this. Like, I it, it feel I feel like there'd be other. There, there were other instances, like in in the history of the show, where like having every ranger ever at your side would have been a lot more like useful than just fighting a big army of like buddies or whatever I, the I, equivalent I, is. I, but
2: I hate to be that guy again. But like in comparing it to the Sentai, they do a good job of establishing that the army they faced in the first episode of that series dissipated all the powers of every Super Sentai character, and that was only a portion of the army. And by the last episode, they explain it's not just that portion of the army, it's the entire army. Like, and that's why there's supposed to be so many of them. But they don't really explain that very well in in Super (laughs) Mega Force. They don't, because you never had that set up in the first place
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. I never got like a feeling like these were really bad guys. Like, like, like Marvo is like when he, the like I will say this as far as things I will say were cool. The whole sitting down and kicking their asses part that that was kind of cool. I like that. But after that, he really yeah. didn't fight. He just got his ass kicked, and he's like, "I'm not down yet." And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we understand you can't be hurt, but you're you're not really fighting, dude. You're just you're just taking punishment, you know. They're like the first stage boss in Contra. You know, you're just getting shot a lot. You know?
1: Did anyone ever think that the battle seemed a little out of order? I, th- it? I think yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff is out of order. Well, what I mean is, wouldn't it made more sense for the Rangers to take on Mavro after the big battle? And the reason I just say this is because the fleet is gone, Mavro's gone, Red Cur is gone, everyone is gone except for these particular exports. And let's say they beat the Rangers, then what? Their forces are gone, they're all destroyed. What, what are they going to rule over?
2: Well, see, that's, that's the problem, is they used the first battle footage in the last battle, so...
1: Yeah, it's like if all the Rangers had showed up, they took out all the X-Borgs, they teleported out, and then Mavro shows up, it probably would have made a lot more sense for that battle to take place right there. I don't know. Just well, a little
0: it, 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 it also sounded very tacked on, because like when Mavro finally goes down, he's like,
1: you're defeated people, you're defeated my army! <laughs> yeah, true.
0: You know, it was, it was like, oh yeah, there's an army over there. I did not see those guys walking <laughs> this
2: whole time. Well, I mean, even even the way they wanted to capitalize on the use of the the final episodes of Ghost Seager in super mega force it's like the whole time they sit there and use go Kyger footage and action beats as I was saying, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, Orion's been kidnapped, you know why because we're using go seizure footage from this point on, oh my gosh, we can't turn into pirates, okay, but instead we'll use the other super mega Force mode, which is this other mode from go seizure do you know what i mean and then it's like and then robo knight comes back you know like and it's just kind of like
0: okay It really pointless like uh orion leaving in the first place because even after he's gone when they're fighting in the megazord battle they still use the q rex and i'm like well, what the fuck did he even have to leave <laughs> you
1: know? yeah i'm curious to see where everything goes on from here well, I guess I guess that's a good transition and kind of a good
2: way to take us out into awesome thing. Like, do you want to watch this new Dino Charge thing or whatever? Or are you kind of like, eh, I'm done with this?
0: I was just going to ask you guys if you're pissed that they're skipping over Go Busters to go to Dino
1: Charge. Yeah, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So. Yeah, they, they've
0: they skipped over a lot of things. So yeah, I'm sure.
1: just, you know? I I'm just curious where it's all going because... The Sentai's starting to get very far ahead, whereas Saban's taking a long time to do their adaptations, because, like, yeah, we're skipping Go Busters to do Koryu Go... I don't even know how you... Pr- I don't know how you pronounce that. Whatever... Dino- it's, it's, charge.
2: We, we were we were laughing about that the other night when I, I did the Toku Thursdays, and we were talking about the same thing, that they were going to skip Go Busters, which has its morphin' time in the actual yeah. morph, which you would think would be perfect for Saban, but no. Yeah. But yeah, it's let's see, I had to I had to write it down and break it up, but it's Kiyo Ryu Yeah. Or,
1: um Yeah you know, so yeah the yur- reason yur- I bring <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because if they're skipping Go Busters, I would actually hate it if they go and skip Toe Kuger next in place of the ninja, which is just being developed. Because I'd really like I... to see Toe
0: I, I, I think they might, though, because like, even for, like, a kid's show, like, Japan loves trains. There, yeah. There's just a thing about Japan and trains. And I don't know if, like, Saban sees that as a, you know, American market thing. They yeah, might, I mean, they that, might.
2: that was the major topic of why they skipped it was apparently they just weren't feeling the Go Busters stuff. And they were like, dinosaurs? We sold dinosaurs. We can sell dinosaurs. Let's do that one. You know, that was, that was, that was the kind of Larry conversation I think that they had. They're like, Larry, Larry, we can't sell these go busters. What do we do? It's like, well, these other ones, they got dinosaurs. Okay. Green light it. You know? And that was, that was how that occurred probably.
0: Yeah, and they might do the same thing with Tokyo. You're like, trains, we can't sell trains. Ninjas? Hell yeah. We can sell ninjas. We've done we like We can four do with the five... ninjas,
2: Larry. We can't do the trains with the big dildos
3: or whatever. Can't <laughs> do that. Not for the kiddies.
0: Mike, is there anything you're looking forward to? I know you watch Power Rangers very sporadically
3: not really i mean uh, I'll, I'll maybe i'll like watch the first episode of the new show and then decide i'm not going to watch the rest of it like i did with the last like eight shows or whatever nice nice so, yeah. okay
2: okay so that's where he's been the whole time
3: <laughs> peace
2: out <Nice. laughs> i want to share something i learned with you check it rangers what
3: about human emotion—they were vexing me, hexing me like some sorcerer's potion. So I followed the advice of my good friend Noah into the city library. This robot did go. I found books galore of every shape and size on a variety of
2: topics. But what opened the eyes of Robo Knight? Robo Knight! The very most by
3: far was some knowledge there dropped by my little homie Todd, who turned me on to hip hop.
0: Word. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> were those not fresh rhymes?
2: All right. Well, I I mean, that kind of wraps us up. I know we didn't exactly go out on a super high note, but I mean, I want to thank Jan for the synopsis on the episode and everything. And, you know, Mike and Tony for contributing all their, their thoughts and everything on the episode. But we will move on to our regularly scheduled segment, which is what is awesome in your world this week. So I'm going to start with the first person I see on my Skype screen. So I've got a spooky James Spader Ultron
3: <laughs> glaring
2: at me right now, and that is Mr. Mike. So, Mr. Mike, what is awesome in your world this week?
3: I'll just go with an old standby and say that IDWs, like Transformers comics, are still going strong in both robots in disguise. Or, well, it's only it's called Transformers now because they have a new cartoon coming out. Called robots in disguise so they just stripped the subtitle away to avoid confusion i guess but both that book and more than meets the eye have started their new arcs and they're both pretty you know interesting and you know can they I, never really I, disappoint can i
2: ask about that like what yeah. what are they afraid of like some kids accidentally gonna buy like robots in disguise like
0: I know, I, yeah, I, I think they're probably gonna make a robots in disguise comic based off the tune Okay.
3: Yeah, that that probably was is, makes sense. Yeah. I was like, you could use the extra sales, right? I mean, that's exactly.
2: <laughs> just, yeah, it but... could be okay. It could work out. You know.
3: They don't want to cross confusionate people. I don't know. I, I am so
2: to... confused. I can't watch a Batman cartoon and buy a Batman comic.
0: No. <laughs> the Dark Knight. I thought he was Christian Bale. Who's this Bruce Wayne guy? <laughs> <laughs>
3: And also, I wanted to mention they also released like the first issue of the new like Drift miniseries, which you know wasn't wasn't awful or anything, but you know I'm sure there'll be much to be made fun of eventually when the series is like going on. And uh, you think you think maybe we could we could do another Transformers Tuesdays once it's all wrapped? Oh yeah, up? definitely, definitely okay. we can Drift okay. about. Drift. Yeah. <laughs> But, and also uh, Transformers versus GI Joe is a very fun book, and it's like the the last issue is like the it's like the drug trippiest thing like I've ever read like this year. So, huh? Cool. Weird, yeah. Kirby esque. Like, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah, but yeah. yeah so lots, lots of lots of talk about that. Yeah, so that stuff's all good, always, so, yeah. All right. That's my thing. Very cool. All
2: right, so moving down my little list, I see Mr. Jan Christofferson staring me in the face. What is your awesome thing in your world this week, buddy?
1: Uh, Awesome thing. I'm taking a small break from doing some of my Transformers digibashes and getting back into anime coloring for a little bit. Anyone that, that has seen me on DeviantArt under Airhammer can go check that out. I'm also promoting fan holes there as well. I'm looking forward to the BotCon 2015 theme, whenever that gets announced, which I assume will happen sometime later this month, because I'll be doing Digibash predictions again to see what comes up for the next set.
0: I always
3: look forward to what you come up with,
0: Jan. Usually because nine times out of ten, they're better ideas than what they actually do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't always follow it religiously, but there's lots of stuff where I'm always checking them out and kinda of going, Oh, that's cool. I wish they would actually like look at some of your stuff and and kinda Well, I, I'd rather you get paid for it, but you know, I sometimes you're like, Oh, it'd be cool if they actually did some of these things that you digibash, you know. I'm just gonna do my awesome thing of the week real quick. What I got in this week from Ami Ami In the mail was the Mafex, the miracle action figure for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. This is the standard edition. I guess there's going to be a deluxe edition later next year. But this was something I had pre-ordered and kind of forgot about almost because I think I pre-ordered it like eight months ago or something like that. And then... (laughs) you know, it was like, then they they announced the deluxe version, and I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't pre-ordered that, and then there were, like, rumors, they're like, oh, well, they can't really sell it to people in the U.S., so maybe your pre-order got canceled and all this other stuff, but, you know, then one day it was like, hey, we're shipping your pre-order, and so it finally came, it's, you know, basically like a six-inch figure, I mean, it would totally fit with your Legends or DCUC or any of those kind of scale figures, and kind of like the Mafex Batman, I, I think he's awesome, like, I mean, I know some people had problems with the Mafex because the the Batman's arms would pop off, you know, at the drop of a hat. You know, you'd sneeze and his arms would fall off. But my attitude was you can pop them back on and they're not broken, you know. So I prefer that to, like, accidentally tweaking the arm and then all of a sudden you've got a broken toy. Like, I'd rather it just gave and the arm popped off than ended up as broken. But... The supposedly the Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, I, I haven't had the arms pop off on me at all. It comes with about, like, three pairs of alternate hands besides the set that it comes with. And then, kind of like the previous Amazing Spider-Man Mafex figure, it's got different lengths of web fluid, you know, for his kind of standard stock Spider-Man, you know, web-spinning. Poses and stuff like that. So I enjoy it. I think it's very cool. should fit in with your, you know, Marvel movie figures and all that kind of stuff. But then wrapping us up, taking us out for the home stretch is Mr. Tony Jackson. So how about you, man? What is awesome in your world this week?
0: Well, you guys have been mainly doing Transformers and superheroes, so I'm going to go a little sci-fi on you. First of all, I went to the dollar store. One of my favorite places is to go digging for obscure DVDs. There used to be a show on sci-fi called Lex which was made in Canada. It's a really weird show. It's very sci-fi. I like it, though. I think it's really fun. One of the leads is a really hot chick, too, that never hurts. I found a couple of DVDs with a lot of episodes on them, and they were a buck a piece. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll buy that shit. So I'm happy with that. And also, I also got Clorox 2 with Bleach Boba Fett this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with them. The downside is he is a straight repaint of the original Boba Fett action figure from the Black Series, which is a little nitpicky because, like, the quarry design is a lot smoother and cleaner. Like, he's got that dent in his helmet that he's not supposed to have, and he doesn't have the right blaster rifle. But it's an exclusive, and he does look nice. I mean, at the end of the day, he looks cool on my shelf, so I'm not really going to bitch about it. So, yeah, those are my two awesome sci-fi things.
2: Cool. Very cool. Well, I, I think Lex is very blue cupcake so I don't know how cool that is for me, but... Macquarie Boba Fett, very cool. I'm sure everybody is happy and thrilled that you found it. I know, I know you were looking for it for a while. So, uh, when, yeah, when did, I went you to like super, to... did you find it in a store? Or...
0: I went to Walgreens uh, just to check on it. I was like, they're probably not going to have it. And just like with Agent Venom, there was like nine of them. Oh,
2: okay, okay,
0: cool. Well, then that's good. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I guess that wraps up our episode for this week. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. But if you should have any comments, questions, concerns, or angry, angry emails because you <laughs> loved Super Mega Force and think we're totally wrong, you can send us some emails at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. Of course, you can check us out on the blogspot fanholespodcast.blogspot.com we are on Stitcher Radio, we are on iTunes, we are on Facebook we appreciate all the likes and the various feedback that we receive on there, so until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, Morphin Off
3: it's Mike, the Blue Elevator Rescue Ranger
0: this is Tony, for explosion (laughs)
1: <laughs> and this is Jan. <laughs> May the power protect you.
0: like and also
2: with you. Ay ay ay
0: And on the bright side, remember, kids. Now that Mega Force is over, no more of that stupid John Five fucking robot. <laughs> no more Tensu. What are you crazy? He was like the best part.
2: <laughs> don't maybe, don't miss.
3: Uh. Maybe like at the in the first episode of next series, like Tensu will like stagger in with a knife in his back and like just collapse <laughs> or something. Like. Rangers, I am totally fucked.
0: No, <laughs> no, they're, they're going to do something worse. He'll be the fucking sixth ranger.
2: <laughs> no, w- w- would you be pleased if like it turned out like Tensu is like the big bad for Dino Charge? He's <laughs> like, I never got treated with respect. They mistook a- me for a goddamn suitcase. Now I want vengeance.
0: <laughs> the world will be mine. <laughs> God. Oh man!
1: All right, guys. Hard.
0: Peace, peace. <laughs> Extra bonus for that—that was the extended version of our uh, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>